So I say, with the level of entertainment that's out there, 200 million is the amount of money that was spent for your entertainment to watch the Titanic movie. 237 million is how much it cost, the budget that was used for your entertainment in the movie Avatar. And 400 million was the budget used for your entertainment for the Endgame movie for Avengers. That sounds astronomical, astronomical to some people. And if you even think about, you go from the 90s, 1997, and a movie cost $200 million to make. And in 2019, only last year, it cost $400 million. It cost twice as much. Now, some people will say, well, technology's come so much further. It should be uh, cheaper to make a movie now. It depends on what you need to create that movie and what type of movie you're creating. A lot of the movies nowadays, specifically the two top grossing, um, they are mostly digital. These are high tech movies. These movies have a high amount of computerized uh, simulation. The most of the movie, if you act, I want to say, when you think of both of the Avatar and Avengers Endgame movie, over seventy percent of those movies are probably green screen or computerized. You know, so that's where most of that budget goes. Again, Titanic. 200 million avatar 237 million avengers endgame 400 million dollars was the budget now when we talk about the budget for these movies of course you think well the more they put in the more they're going to make back right okay I, I i agree with you but let's see what it says if you look for titanic they spent 200 million to create the movie and here domestically in the States, they made 659 million. I think they, I think it was a worthy investment, right? But wait, Avatar here in the States, domestically they say, right? Made 760 million. Now that's not that much more if you look at the terms, 659, 760, 97, 2009, it's not that large of a jump. So it looks like we went to the movies a little bit more back in the 90s, right? People didn't quite, as many people that went to see these movies or, or went to see Avatar, just as many, if not more, would have gone to see Titanic today in age, right? Based on moviegoers. Avengers Endgame domestically brought in $858 million. So they doubled. I mean, essentially everyone doubled. Well, essentially everyone else tripled. Not essentially, exactly. Avengers only doubled their budget domestically, whereas Titanic and Avatar tripled their budget domestically. A little short of triple for Avatar, but right in that ballpark. Now, let's go to international box office. The international box office is everywhere else outside of what we can consider the domestic world, which would be North America, or at least the, yeah, the United States and Canada, right? 
But internationally, the Titanic movie made $1.5 billion. When you combine that with their domestic $659 million, that brings them to a world total of $2.2 billion. $2.2 billion from $200 million. I think it's a worthy investment. I think it shows that someone knew what people were interested in in 1997, right? Same for 2009, 2019. I'm not going to repeat that four times, right? Or three times, excuse me. When you get to the international box office for Avatar, they made $2 billion internationally. There was an easy $2, million, $2 billion, excuse me, just floating about just international money. It was a worthy movie. It said a lot of things. It rang to the public. It, it touched a lot of people and made them uh, tell a friend and they made $2 billion internationally. Now, when you combine that with their domestic 760 million, you have a total of $2.78 billion. $2.78 billion that Avatar made from $237 million. That was the budget to make 2.78 billion. Worthy investment? Yes. That's what we're asking right now. Are was the investment of the money worth it? So you get to 2.78 billion from 237 million. You get to 2.2 for uh, Avatar, excuse me. You get to 2.2 billion from 200 million for Titanic and I think these are some worthy investments. Now Let's go to miss uh, the $400 million movie, Avengers Endgame. The $400 million movie for the international box office brought in $1.9 billion. Internationally, that's $1.9 billion. You add that to the $858 million that they brought in domestically, you come to a total of $2.79 billion just above avatar just above avatar i remember when um endgame was really making a turn there was a question out and the question was would endgame break three billion i wasn't quite sure it would beat avatar if i was being honest if i'm being honest about how it felt at the time and it just barely beat avatar here we are a year later however and i can say in about a year or two Easily 10 years from now, it's going to be well over 3 billion. So I'd give it easily simply two years. It's going to break uh, 3 billion. So, yes, um, I didn't quite think it would. Reason being the way that uh, for a box office, that is reason being. I didn't think as many people were really going to go out, but I have to admit that I went to see it, I think, twice myself in the theater. So uh, the replayability of the movie in itself uh, from Jump, I guess, really took off and really helped that. So Titanic, world box office, 2.2 billion. Avatar, world box office, 2.78 billion. Av Avengers Endgame, world box office, 2.79 billion. These movies just torched they blew all a lot of the other movies out of the water not i don't, I don't think the top five percent of movies come too much closer to this 
Now, opening weekend is a different story. Opening weekend, you have a couple of other movies that can really sprout up there and jump into this discussion quite a bit. Um, and that's fancy. That's fancy. However, Titanic had 28 million from their opening weekend in theaters. That's what they made, $28 million. And if I remember correctly, that was quite impressive in 1997. Avatar brought in $77 million for their opening weekend. I don't remember their opening weekend being as impressive as the overall uh, outcome of that movie. I, I really don't remember the initial surge of Avatar being this incredible thing. Um, I remember a lot of people being confused and wanting to see the movie again. I didn't understand what they were confused about, but I guess there there is a lot to unpack in that movie or in that film, excuse me. Um, and then you get to Avengers Endgame. Now for opening weekend, I just quoted 28 million and 77 million. So for a 12 year gap between Titanic and Avatar, that's a significant jump. But the 10 year gap between Avatar and Avengers Endgame. I don't know if this jump is part of a, a fanfare or just the way the numbers are counted now, I'm not sure, but Avengers Endgame brought in $357 million on their opening weekend. The opening weekend for Avengers Endgame brought in $357 million. That's a little over half of what uh, Titanic brought in domestically in the box office in general. Just in their opening weekend. So that to me said a lot and, and, and it's just shy of, of 50% of what they brought in themselves as well. Um, that says a lot to me simply about the anticipation of things and how that changed. I, I, it almost says as if the numbers are telling me, the numbers are speaking to me and telling me that it's not so much that we were excited to go to the movies. We were excited to get to the end game. It was a lot of anticipation. There was a lot of buildup. Uh, the numbers are telling me that we were strained for an answer to what's next. And then dot, 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 the ellipsis was killing us. So we go from that and we discuss, uh, I, I want to discuss the theater opening numbers and the theater max numbers. What I mean when I say that is the amount of theaters that these movies were shown in initially and the amount of theaters that they maxed out at. There were times where some of these movies uh, or, or one of the, one or two of these movies um, came back after the fact. I'm not counting those. Um, a three-day special, of course, you're going to get some astronomical numbers, whether you have it in multiple theaters or not. So, or not astronomical, but you're going to have a surge. You're going to get a nice, a nice tip in the balance, right? So let's begin with Titanic. On opening night, the Titanic was in 2,674 theaters. On their highest grossing weekend, or excuse me, and, and their maxed capacity weekend, they were in 3,265 theaters. I think the movie really just caught swing. Maybe 
Um, it wasn't, it was, it was almost a surprise, I guess. Like the, it almost seems as if the industry didn't buy it. Those who who decide where the movies are going to be and what theaters is like, they weren't quite sure if this was something that the masses were going to flock to. But over time, they added another, looks like 600 theaters. So they figured something out and they got got on it quick. With Avatar, Avatar opened with 3,452 theaters and they maxed out at 3,461 theaters. They knew from the gate. And if you know who made the movie, if you know who's, what's involved and how it all came to be, of course, people knew that the track record was already there. There wasn't a question on whether or not this is going to uh, fill in the seats. The question was, how many seats do we need? And I don't think that has as much to do with the movie itself in the context of the movie. But, you know, sometimes we, we get attached to the people, not just who are in our movies, but the people who are creating our films. So if we hear a particular person and made it, we're going to go sit and watch it. It could be the worst or it could be the best, but we're going to take our time to go and check it out. And that looks like what happened with Avatar. The same thing happened over here with Avengers. Avengers opened with 4,662 theaters, and that was their max. From the very jump, they had the max capacity. And as you see, 4,662 is the largest number of the three. Avatar maxed out at three three thousand four hundred and sixty one. Titanic maxed out at three thousand two hundred and sixty five. So Avengers might have had an unfair balance, but I'll explain why in a minute. So on average, these films were in theater for a certain period of time, right? And although it had the most theaters altogether. Avengers Endgame was in theaters for only eight weeks on average per theater. So that is the least amount of time for the three. Avatar was only in theaters for an average of 13.2 weeks. However, Titanic was in theaters for an average of 26.8 weeks. I thought the movie was really good, guys, but I don't think it should have been in theaters for six months. That's a bit nuts. However, what the numbers are telling me is, again, in the 90s, they were, it seems like, or in the late 90s, at least, they seem to be a little more in tune with, hey, this is what the people want. Let's give it to them a little bit more. Again, they started at 2674. That was the amount of theaters they had originally, and they added 600 over time. They, they noticed something. They saw something. They didn't quite buy in the way they bought in with Avatar and Avengers later. But maybe they learned something with Titanic. Maybe they realized to listen to the consumer and not listen to their pocket. Because their pocket wouldn't have told them to spend $400 million if they didn't know it was worth it for Avengers Endgame. What do you think? The numbers are telling me that they don't get overlooked quite often when they're as large. Now, if it was $4 million, 40 million. Oh, that might get looked tossed in, into the dump. Might be a film by a couple of companies that I'm not going to name. But what I also notice is you have a lot of sub companies that make high quality films, make high quality 
uh, screenplays, but the numbers on those aren't readily available. So here I am reading the numbers for our top three box office of all time. Now let's let's touch on some things before we decide what the number, which of these the numbers are telling us is the best. Before we decide which of these the numbers are saying is the most profitable over time or deserves to be in the number one, two, or three spot or on the list at all. Let's touch on a couple of disclaimers for each, right? So let's go from the most obvious disclaimer. The most obvious disclaimer would be for Avengers. Avengers is a part of a series. Avengers Endgame, excuse me. Avengers Endgame is a part of a series. There's not just the Avengers series, there is the entire Marvel comic cinematic universe, right? So anybody who's involved or interested in that, I don't, even if you're an Ant-Man fan, you're going to say to yourself, hey, I wonder what's going on in Endgame. So that might have to lose a couple of points here, right? Because you can use the power of the, the structure that's already built and say, hey, float on over here. There's a bunch of series have done it. In fact, there might be a few movies in that particular universe that are a part of that. Eh. However, when we get to Avatar, Avatar is the first of what is depicted to be a series. Now, would that hurt or help it? I'm not quite sure. And the reason I'm not sure if that would hurt or help it is how good are the sequels? Endgame is the endgame. It's the final part of its series. So how good will the ones that come after be? Will Endgame still be the most, uh, the highest budget? Will it still bring in the most? Will it have the $2.79 billion uh, within its first year? Will that be the thing? Not quite sure. Um, Avatar 2 might sweep all of these things out of the water. Avatar 2 might be 1, 2, and 3 by this time next year. Who knows? Who knows what Avatar 4 is going to bring us, right? But now let's get to Titanic. Now, there's a few disclaimers for Titanic, but I'm going to start with um, a note that I made. The note is, they say if Titanic was a movie that came out in this era, it would have grossed today over $4 billion dollars. Not quite sure if it would have grossed $4 billion in today's day and age when a guy can snap his fingers and he ain't break $3 million. Oh, well, he will break $3 billion within a year. Not quite sure love is on the same level as superheroes in this era. However, the Titanic had a second run, if anybody remembers. It was the Easter of 2012. There was a three-day spin where the Titanic was back out for uh, three days for that weekend. And I want to say another day that same month, they brung in about $700 million. And I want to say five, a five-day run. So that itself is going to take you down a notch because you cheated. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little emotional there. <clears throat> you cheated. You found, or no, excuse me, you didn't cheat. You found a loophole. I'm a Patriot fan, for those who don't know. I don't believe in cheating. I believe in loopholes. <laughs> but yeah, so 
I look, I think about those things. I factor in those things and I'm not going to disqualify anybody because of it. Not by far. There is no nothing to disqualify you for. There's no reason to pull the plug on anything or anyone. What I do think though is for three PG-13 movies, all of them running over 160 minutes minimum, one of them running nearly 200 minutes, to bring in the amount of revenue that they have, the amount of fanfare that they have for their cast and uh, the creators and everyone else around it, all three of these movies deserve not just to be in the top three, but perhaps deserve an entire episode of their own. What I don't want to do is I don't want to take these numbers and say they are every time that these numbers mean that something is better than something else. These are three different eras. That's why I chose these three particular films, three different eras. And these three films dominated those three eras in soul shots. Well, semi soul shots, right? So what I will say is this, I'll give you my top three of these three. I'll rank them for you based on the numbers. Now, here are the numbers that will tip and I'll give you each of the numbers that make me say, okay, this is why this one will be number one, two, or three. So for me, the number one movie would probably have to be, and I did say have to, have to be the Titanic. The number two would have to be Avengers. And the number three would have to be Avatar. Now, again, not disqualifying or discounting any. They all deserve their own lane. The reason Titanic would be number one is for a $200 million investment to be in theaters for 26 weeks, to bring in $2.2 billion, but to start with a $28 million opening weekend compared to the other two movie films that it is up against, that's incredible. Especially seeing as how it is 22 years young, older, excuse me, than the number one film which means it in a sense was ahead of its time as far as the type of acclaim. The reason for me that Avengers Endgame would be number two, although it only averaged eight weeks in theaters and it cost a whopping 400 million to bank, to make, excuse me, it brought in nearly $400 million on its opening weekend. That tells me that it was marketed properly Everything, every film before it was layered properly and it was anticipated properly because anyone, if anyone who has not seen it, I'm going to be the first one to tell you it was an amazing film. Um, I probably need to watch it a few more times just because, you know, I'm sure I missed something. It's a lot going on. But the reason Avatar is number three is because it should be number one, but we haven't gotten to the end of Avatar. We have gotten to the end of Titanic. We have gotten to the end of Avengers Endgame. It, it was the endgame. But we are only at the beginning of Avatar. So for me to say that we are at the beginning of Avatar and give it number three, I do expect the Avatar series to plausibly become number one at some point. 
The numbers that put it at number three right now is with the 237 million um, budget, although it brung in, although it wasn't too much higher than the Titanic, and it brought in just less than the Avengers. That is its 2.78 billion is its 10 year revenue income up to date. So if we're 10 years in and it brings in 2.78 billion and Avengers only one year in and it had two point and it has 2.79 billion, I couldn't possibly I couldn't possibly give uh, Avatar a tip over that because easily Avengers is going to pass it. Now, I will say this. When you have a movie like Avatar that did what it did, because I, I believe Avatar did a lot more than just uh, incredible numbers in the box office. I really think it made people think not just about society, but it made people think about how movies are made and what they're talking about and why we talk about certain things. It made people think to themselves, I can make the movie I want to make. So again, each of these should have their own lane. I appreciate you listening. And again, if you have any questions, any concerns, any info, any comments, please visit us over at thinkering.space. Over at thinkering.space, you'll find the Thinkering Podcast at Thinkering Talks. You'll find, if numbers can talk, the ExoFathom Podcast and the Plank Talks with Joe. Please go and check out our merchandise. And by all means, drop a line. Let us know who you are. Let us know what you enjoy about us. We're glad you listened, and we'll see you next time.